The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday the 24th of June, 2010. And uh, you gotta give us a bit of a break today because everybody at Webmaster Radio and myself up here in Toronto, um, we're kind of on a travel hangover. <laughs> a travel and a conference hangover. AFCON 2010, Webmaster Radio's baby. The... Uh, rapidly becoming the uh, largest uh, affiliate marketing conference. Um, and I know there's a much bigger one, but I got this feeling that um, AFCON is giving it a serious run for attention to the community. And uh, it ended on uh, Wednesday, ended yesterday. We all got back to our respective homes. And of course, everybody is exhausted, but elated. Um, Dave Davies, Beanstalk SEO, is unable to join us today. He sends his regrets, but he sends his love to all of you. So it's just going to be uh, Brasco and I sort of playing around, talking about AFCON. We have David Harry, a.k.a. The Gypsy, coming up as a guest in a few minutes, talking about a, well, a little bit of social Darwinism out there on the web. Uh, but first, biggest announcement, biggest thing that's happening in, in search media right now. And, you know, today I thought it would be talking about AFCON, but um, it's not. Bluegrass. Bluegrass. I said the same way too. Ah, uh, yeah, it's hard. I, they got you know. You'd think with these people that have sat down and talked about this, blue glass, blue glass, blue glass. Pronounce it right. Um, but this is incredible. Ten E twenty, search and social, and Brett Castoris. Oh, Brett Castoris. Castoris. Second step search. All getting together, forming a super agency. That's phenomenal. These are some of the best and brightest names in search. Uh, you know, 10 e 20 is uh, Chris and Danielle Winfield. Search and social, you got Jordan Casteller, uh, Big Dave, and, uh, oh, drawing a blank. Oh, and Lauren Baker. I can't believe it. Uh, sorry, Lauren, brother. Um, and Brent, like, just the social, invented the concept of being a social media guru. I don't know Second Step Search, but I got a feeling if uh, Second Step is hanging out with 10E20, Search and Social, and Brent, then Second Step is probably pretty cool, too. Consolidated into one major entity, Blue Glass, and uh, uh, congratulations, everyone involved. Good on y'all. What, what, what do you think, Braska? Well, just so you know, Second Step Search is actually a... Uh... Management team of shows is Dave Snyder, Jordan Castello, and Lauren Baker, and Tony Wang as CTO and founder. Um, well, we've already seen the incarnations of what was Scary SEO, which was the original 
first attempt of a conference with uh, Dave, Jordan, and, and Lauren together uh, was at that one. It was also the I Am Spring Break, and I know they just had the Search and Social. Um, I mean, the one thing that they're doing is, you know, it's, it's a matter of where I guess they need to go ahead and make some changes to uh, – what they need to do is find some consistency, and I'm thinking that's what they're going to find now by bringing on more players into this mix just to make a conference that's going to be something more. Because it's di- they're trying to make it – I guess it's trying to become more like a retreat where there's not an expo hall. It's all sessions, and it's really trying to create something more of a much more relaxed, laid-back atmosphere where – you know, you're not trying to go and bring on, you know, these extra uber big, like, you know, bring on Google and Yahoo and Microsoft. But you have this group, this somewhat of a fraternity, because there, there are quite a few familiar faces that have stuck around and have, and have remained loyal to this conference. Well, this is obviously larger than just a conference play. These guys are forming a super online marketing agency. And, uh, you know, I, I just know in my own life as a as a as an independent consultant, the uh Business wants search marketing agencies or search marketers to bulk up. Um, it's no good just offering SEO or PPC any longer. You have to be able to offer a spectrum of search marketing services. That's what the individual clients want. And I think uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of this in, in, in the industry in the future. Um, I, I, I know for a fact about a super agency that's forming in Canada, which I can't talk about just yet, but I'd be delighted to talk about in a week or two. Um, there's a hint. Um, and uh, as I said, businesses out there who are, who are contracting search marketing firms, they want an all-in-one service. They don't want to have to go to 20 different providers for the spectrum of digital marketing needs they have. They want to go to as few as possible. A, it's less expensive. B, you know where the buck stops. And... Uh, I see that as the the, the primary uh, motivator for getting. I mean, these are these are big companies. Ten E Twenty oh, yeah. and Search and Social both have very very, and, and Brett and Brent, all have very healthy client lists. It's true. And, um, you know, and the thing was, uh, this is still something that's very still new. Um, the information is just coming in, so we have to wait for more on what's coming of all of this here i mean you know the fact was you know on tuesday jordan costello comes up to our booth you know uh, right after he spoke on a social media panel and he brought a blue glass and i'm just learning about it and then he mentioned that chris and brent were on board and it was just like okay and now you know it's just a matter of people needing to find more information about what's going on with this and what we're gonna find out about it but they already have a date they already have an agenda set and they're off and running well, you know, I'm going to be chasing them down sometime. I, I, I just found out about that this this morning, or I'd have had them on as guests today. So, friends, anyone who's listening right now, I'm going to chase these guys down. We're having them on next week. I, 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 I want to talk to them about this. This is phenomenal. I'm so proud of them. I'm so happy for them. And, I mean, like, look at the characters, eh? Chris okay, Winfield. I mean, I mean we need to talk you, to Chris You, you just can't say enough about the guy. Like, besides Dave, Jordan, and Lauren... I at least want to know what where where Chris is on this, and that's initially because this is actually now Chris is in Los Angeles, correct? I mean he's out in California. Oh, I know he's up on the East Coast. Oh no! Oh, okay. Because yeah. the, the thing is, Pretty this sure. is being held in California this time around. That's just, again, that's just the conference. That's not the business. They're forming an agency. Right, but what I'm They're saying is, be a super digital marketing agency that that also throws conferences. 
Because what I'm talking like about is radio, except yeah. uh, probably a bit more, you know, serious. No, no. What I'm <laughs> talking about is, you know, putting that conference in L.A. to start off. That's where I'm trying to get. What are they seeing as the advantage of going there as opposed to doing it in the Silicon Valley or in some of the places that we've been familiar with seeing those conferences at? I don't know, man. I try to wrap my head around Los Angeles, and um, it's hard. Los Angeles is a very tough town to organize in. It's very expensive. It's an enormous. You're uh, reliant on automobiles. Um, we remember our experience with uh, with um, Afcon in Los Angeles in December, eh? I mean, that was a uh, yeah. It was very well done, but it was you know, they weren't the easiest group of people to work with. Well, it wasn't. It's not so much that. It's just that um, I'm trying to figure out, you know on how you're going to go ahead and connect a lot of people to go to that conference. That's my point. Because, yes, it was a hub, but it was somewhat it was somewhat complicated just for the, the, the AFCON conference in L.A. for people to go ahead and arrive and to make it to that hotel. And, you know, just of the things that you could do surrounding the area. Because for us, we went to Beverly Hills. We stayed around that area. Um, I'm forgetting. I believe they're in Marina Del Rey for this particular one or – I'm not sure. Oh, exactly really? I'm oh, to dude, really? that's cool. I love Marino Del Rey. I no, that, that that's a good part of Los Angeles. That's a fun part of LA. If I'm if I'm mistaken, I'm gonna go ahead and correct myself now, but I need to go and look online again. Um all right, I'm looking at their website. It's saying it's um Okay, yes, Marina Del Rey Marriott. Yeah, Marina Del Rey. So not necessarily I guess Los Angeles, but it's um it's different. I mean, how close is that to how close is that to uh to the uh, the basic the tech sector? Well, L.A. is a sprawling city. Yeah. I mean, L.A. is actually like seventy some odd cities put merged together into a super city. So the tech sector is all over the map in L.A. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Bruce Clay way up in the north end in the Simi Valley. Um, you have, and, and you know what? You got Danny Sullivan um, way down in the very south end in uh, in uh, in Costa Mesa area. Um, well, Newport Beach, yes. Yeah, Newport Beach. That's that's just outside of Costa Mesa. Uh, right, right. And you know what? There's easily seventy miles between the two between the two. Because I just remember there were some LA mixers that were going on there that was something consistently there, but I, I'm just. My only thing was just that, you know, to bring the show when they've actually been an East Coast show this entire time and to just go ahead and say, let's just go to L.A. Let's go West Coast. Well, Brett is lo- Brent is located in L.A. OK. OK. So maybe that has something to do with it. And you know what? They haven't been to the Los Angeles area yet. You, you know, from organizing major conferences, it's good to, you know, be East Coast, West Coast. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the, I guess Denver counts as as West. And uh, let's shift gears a little bit here, Nebraska. And uh, yeah. we both just got back from Denver, the Mile High City. Um, uh, what a great little show, huh? It's fascinating. You know, when Darren and Brady decided to go ahead and bring the show last year to Bo- to, uh, to Den- Denver, um, I wasn't a part of that one. But, you know, the idea of – because that's where I'm coming from was the fact that, you know, in that conference, a lot of affiliate marketing networks are based in Colorado. And yep. so the local aspect was there. We were able to see there were a lot of newbies that came to the show, but it just it worked easy. It was a great hub. Um, the convention center was very helpful, and it was just it was a good place. Everything all together that w- that's a very good convention city that people don't realize. And 
the fact of the matter is that was a good venue. That's a great venue. Everything was put together. I mean, every party, every event that was going on was great. Yeah. And I heard yep. nothing but great feedback on every session that was going on. And there was great attendance for just about all of them. I mean, there's always going to be one or two that are going to be like, all right, let's see what we can do to go and uh, what, what might, what might have happened. But, you know, there were some sessions that were going up against monster sessions. You and know, they were still well attended. I know, like my well sessions, attended. both the sessions I did. I moderated one and I spoke on another. We're both going against heavy hitter sessions in the main room, and our room was still packed. It was a pretty good um, size show floor, trade show floor that got a lot of business. I mean, um, they were just the way it was set up was was well done. Um, very few little glitches here and there, but I mean, the conference itself was very consistent. It was again great content. Everybody just loved the content that was brought up this year. And, you know, some amazing things that came out of it. You know, one thing I don't know if you realize, but um, during the affiliate taxation panel, the fact that, you know, our conference was able to bring on an actual congressman to speak yeah. out on the tax panel, that's the first time that's ever been done to go and actually have a congressman be confronted on something like this at any conference. Well, you know, you know what we got? Oh, we, we got to give the shout out here. Debbie Bookstabber. Organized the uh, organized the, uh, the 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 panels and the speakers list, and um, that used to be my job. <laughs> and I got to say, Debbie, did a phenomenal job. I'll tell you what she she really understands it, and and uh, the kind of I mean, just I know I I went ahead and I I tried to assist someone in the process. I know Jennifer and Brandy also contributed, but yeah, you know, really Debbie came in. Uh, came into the process a little bit late just because she was brought in acclimated and she just knew where to go. When she saw what was of the existing agenda, she made the calls and she really some of the people that she brought on we you know that were, were absolutely new. It was it was a good shake up of the agenda of the speakers and it was a great um uh, a great mix of speakers that we had out there. Amazing oh, yeah. list of speakers. And uh, I mean, God, there were just highlights left and right. Yeah, no, 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 it's funny. I was just trying to think of a couple highlights to, to mention. Joel and Com, it's, it's, it's difficult bless. to choose one. Yeah, Joel Com, his keynote and the radio show he did live from the yeah. booth. Great. Joel is compelling. Joel is, and I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm now on the bandwagon because I started doing a show a little, a little less than a month ago, and I was skeptical. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say that I wasn't. Because I was trying to figure out, figure out what he does, and now I'm completely a believer. I will say, I, yeah, he's turned me around 360. Um, that guy is it's something else, and he made such well, out an of curiosity, on that dude. Conference. Have you actually figured out what he does? <laughs> that guy's the, that's the guy's a true story of an entrepreneur. That guy finds any direction to go ahead and make something that's just innovative, you know, compelling, something that's just different. He can't, he's just not, he has to keep moving. He has a team of, of great idea makers and a, a great thinkers. And, you know, he's just, I mean, I, I think he just, you know, he inspires creativeness. Yeah, he altogether. does. And uh, he, he inspires a lot of confidence too. And he's a fun guy to talk with. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, then, you know, I think that when I, when I, I'm having a hard time putting my finger on individual highlights. So it has to be, individual people that were really the highlight of this conference or even companies because you know what going from afcon to afcon afcon 
we have had some amazing loyal sponsors that are sticking around and staying with us time and time again. ClickBank again on board. Yeah. Paulson Management Group on board again. Unique Leads on board. Yeah. We brought on Saveology. Uh, Perfect Address was brand new this year. Major sponsors. Um, we saw Market Health back out there. We saw Our friends at Friend Finder were on the floor. Friend Finder yeah. was back again. Um, I mean, just and I, and I know we might miss some people. Empire Media was out there, and they were a great presence. We had a lot of great new sponsors that were part this year. They were on the show for that did a lot in terms of the affiliate bash, in terms of the conference itself. But I'll tell you, we have some major networks that are showing that that are really supporting and backing the conference, and that's a great sign. You know what? One of my big highlights was. What's that? Meeting David Ogletree for the very first time. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been smart-assing with him and exchanging information with him for, what, at, at 10 years. But I never, we never actually met personally. Um, it, was, it was amazing. It was great to, to, to put a face to this guy. Yeah, no. And, and I, met, I met David. Actually, that was the first time I met David since Search Bash Jamaica. Um He's he is top of it. I mean, he he's really on top of what he does. And yeah, he's a smart guy. Also, you know, you, did you see the shirt he was wearing for his company, SEO Fox? It's all about the links. Yes, yes, yep. it is. Um, his shirt and the shirt I was wearing that NVI gave me up from up up in Quebec. Um, your mom, your mom links to me. That 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 was my Father's Day shirt. Oh, by the um, way, Jim. Before competing. I say anything else, I have to I have to also give a shout out again. Um, intrinsic, intrinsic interactive. Aaron Baker, great Absolutely. keynote as well. Shumati basically Aaron, just again, yeah, just a great guy. Let me just tell you that keynote. It was really Shumati was there to go ahead and just prop up Aaron, and Aaron basically confronted every issue that was brought up, and he knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Smarter yeah, chaos. I see in the chat room. Say also say hello, Matt Frary and uh, the rest of the gang there. Um. Well, speaking of, didn't uh, check out the chat room right now. Didn't Matt just show up? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Matt, welcome. Thanks for being here. Yeah, hey, great, great contribution on that final panel, Matt. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. Okay, now uh, <laughs> we're leaving the audience sort of wondering what the hell we're talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ken, this is live. This is totally live. Webcology is almost always live. Uh, it's yeah. way more fun that way. <laughs> kind of make it up as we go along. Um, the final panel at AFCON, and we do this every time, is, uh, well, it's, it's a final debate amongst uh, people who've just been outstanding in the industry. And in the chat room, Smarter Chaos is actually Matt Foray, um, the, the, the CEO of Smarter Chaos. And um, he was sitting at the far left-hand side of the table, right-hand side from where he was sitting, I suppose. And what, what happens is... Um, Three or four kegs of beer get ordered, and beer is flowing in that in the in in that room, and you get all the organ you get all the panelists together ahead of time and get them hopped up on beer. Get them up on stage, throw some controversial topics at them, and just let the fur fly. Yeah, <laughs> just let it go. And yeah, uh, Matt, there was a Matt had a bit of a drinking problem. He spilt his beer. Um, <laughs> That wasn't too far dramatic. far into the into the actual panel, by the way. <laughs> oh, and didn't didn't somebody actually electrocute themselves on one of the mics too? <laughs> oh, that was Marshall during the uh, black hat white hat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Like, but there was probably beer on there was probably beer up on stage for that too. Eh? Jim, seriously, um, this final panel, best assembling of of panelists of of of, the, of this at this point, 
Really? Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Really solid. Because uh, let me tell you, you had Matt that was up there. You had Dush Ramachandran, like voice of reason, sitting up there was fantastic. Heather Paulson also, you know, uh, motivated. Heather's a super genius, eh? Like, God, I, man. I, I, I have no idea what that woman's IQ is, but I don't think there's a scale for it. Amazing. Amazing. And they had and, and PMG altogether big presence in the conference, and they also had a great party on um on a Tuesday night. I mean, they at that at a converted church. Yeah, someone took his gorgeous old Gothic church, converted into a nightclub, called it church. Cindy Crum and I snuck away from the uh, from the party itself and found the upstairs patio where we had a great business meeting. Um. I really wish they'd had that upstairs patio open for everybody, but then again, I wouldn't have had that business meeting. Um, but my only problem with Heather's party is I had to leave it early. See, I closed both parties. I closed. I closed our party affiliate bash, which was also again standout. Yeah, that was one. That was one of the better webmaster radio parties I've been to, and I've been to pretty much all of them, and they've all been brilliant. And you know, and that's all it was is that it's it's again, especially Brandy's always the one that's really like. I always give the most credit for, for putting up parties like this because the little touch that she has to put in there to, to make it memorable and every time gets it. And I'm just waiting to find out what that moment's going to be and she hit it. Great well, music, great drinks, uh, everything. For, any, for anyone who's ever going to a, a search bash or an aft bash, don't ask the Webmaster Radio staff what it's going to be about before the party starts because uh, the truth know. is we don't know. No. Brandy holds this great. close to her chest. She doesn't tell anybody until the moment of. It's true. It was great. And, uh, yeah, so usually Webmaster Radio folks are as surprised as the audience is. And this time, this was very cool. That Snow Dog from, uh, from NeverEnding Story. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Fire Extinguishers, Dragons, and Girls in White. Absolutely. Oh, a couple, uh, couple more shout-outs I got to give, too. There was the, uh, the, the, the pre-show mixer from Optismo, uh, who yeah. also sponsored Keynotes. And also, i got to give a shout-out to uh, Shashi Blomakondo. I know he threw a nice little happy hour get-together at Marlowe's there in downtown Denver. That was great. Yeah. Um, Shashi, I will take credit for bringing him uh, and having him come to our conference this year, by the way, So for social media. Very good. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, that was just a good jam-packed couple of days right there and just – could go hours for hours and hours on the on just on the sessions themselves, but we got so much positive feedback from it. Again, the content's always going to be is is exactly what people are asking for. Absolutely. Um. Hey, George, we're cutting in. Uh, it's it's two twenty four. I know. And I know. if I you weren't if you weren't actually on the air with me right now, you'd be like pulling what's little left of your hair out going we got to go to break we got to go to break come on jim go to break so i think i should uh do a preemptive strike here before you start pulling my hair out and uh friends this is jim hedger from markland media and the fabulous brasco studio head at webmasterradio.fm you're listening to webcology on thursday june the 24th and we got we're coming back with david harry aka the gypsy we're going to be talking a little bit social media darwinism if that doesn't like, if that doesn't make you want to listen in, I don't know what will. But stay tuned, friends. Webcology and Webmaster Radio is coming back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. 
do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you weren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how the JAR Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The JAR Group, online marketing with measurable results. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Web Culture here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is Thursday, June the 24th, and you got half of your hosts. This is Jim Hedger from Markman Media, and I'm afraid Dave Davies is taking care of his clients. Something uh, I guess more of us ought to do more often, come to think of it, Jim. But I'm here behind a microphone, and I'm joined by David Harry, a.k.a. The Gypsy. A.K.A. the guy who's going to tell you how not to get your sorry ass robbed. Uh, Dave, welcome back to Webmaster Radio yet again. Yeah, welcome again. Good to be here as always. You were uh, you were just uh, noshing with Virginia on uh, SEM Synergy the other day. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Well, we 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 keep in the fantastical. We stick to just the search geek and stuff. So yeah. Well, you, you, this is. You know. This is a little bit beyond the search geek and stuff. Uh, today, we're going to talk about how you can get your sorry ass robbed, how you can get yourself mugged or put into a really bad position by being an idiot on social media. Yeah, um, well, I guess social Darwinism explained it well in the sense that it's the, the old, the weak, the ill, and the stupid that get you know <laughs> taken out of the herd. So. Uh, it did start search geeking, though, because uh, there's an old terms called uh, Google dorking and Google hacking. Google hacking is kind of just being skilled in the arts of uh, using the various Boolean operators when you search. Um, Google dorking is kind of different. That's when you find um, sensitive information that people have left accessible to Google and, and what have you. So we were, we were kind of looking at how you can use advanced searches with Twitter and, and stuff like that. And then we said, okay, well, how can we find some dorks? 
And sure enough, you know, I was seeing all these Foursquare things pop up with IMAT, such and such, and IMAT. So, okay, being a search guy, I, I created a search in Twitter with, you know, quotation marks, IMAT, and then and operator, and pick your city, Boston, Chicago, wherever. And it just pops up all these people. So, okay, where do we go from there? We click on their profile. Sure enough, most of them have their names. Some of them even have geolocations because they put their <laughs> address into Google. Even better. And so you, you, you take you extrapolate from there, okay, interesting. So you go to some public stuff like white pages, boom, you can pretty quickly find their address. Um, from there we went to Google Maps. You can pull up their house if you want to case the joint and, and so on and so forth. So it, 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 there's just a little, little line that any person with some search skills can actually track people down and find out not only where they live, but thanks to you having a search running constantly in TweetDeck or something like that, you'd set up uh, an API call, but you'd be able to tell when these people left the house, you know, so I'm not home. Every time I saw I'm at such and such in Boston, I felt like tweeting back going, and I'm robbing your house, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I actually talked to a programmer. He he was going to set it up in Yahoo Pipes, and every time someone did that from Foursquare, would send back and link to the post. (laughs) It amazes me how open we are with information that our parents would have told us to just STFU about. Why, why, why are people like this? I mean, like, well, the, the only thing, thing they've got is, is a badge. They get a bloody badge. And if they're lucky, they become the mayor of some location. Let's say it's a bar and maybe the owners will give you like a discount or something like that on the place. So for a pretty little badge and an ad and maybe it maybe a discount, they're telling the world where they are. And I guess to be social, they, you know, hey, let's meet new people. But it, there's a risk. You know? I, I'm the mayor of Joe's Bar. Now, that looks good on a resume. It really does. I'm sure. One of the people we highlighted was actually a, uh, she, her title because we cross-referenced LinkedIn as well, right? Because so, then you could actually do demographics. You could, by the where they live in the town, you need criminals familiar with the town. You could cross-reference off the bad parts of town, right? Drop from database anything from this location, right? Then you would write in a cross-reference to LinkedIn, and you'd find, you know, if it says CEO or VP or something, okay, interesting. This guy stays on the list because we know from his LinkedIn cross-reference that he makes pretty good money. He's likely to have some pretty good stuff. And... Therefore, you know he's uh, in Miami on business. He's going to be away for four days. He's tweeting away how he's now the new mayor of the South Beach Hotel. Meanwhile, you're taking his plasma. Yeah, the one guy was tweeting from Boston. Once we looked at his his Twitter profile, turns out he's from Chicago. We found his address in Chicago. And so he was four-squaring his tweets saying where he was in in Boston while he was on vacation. (laughs) You knew this guy wasn't even coming home anytime soon. No, 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 you're you're a guy of good character. We're, we're we're joking about this robbing people's sorry asses. Like you have zero intention of doing that, of course. But have you talked to these people who you've actually gotten this information from and said to them like, "Hey, dude, I I know where you I, live I, and I know where I, you are." I'm contacting them, and they all thought I was a spammer or something. No one was one person. I tweeted the link to the article, like to say, "Hey, you're I, you know, you're in this thing. You might want to pay." It. And none of them, none of the four people we profiled even contacted me. And I spent three or four days talking to everyone I knew, you know, about putting this out there. I had real problems. Like, my wife looked at it, and she started thinking rapists, diddlers, uh, stalkers, you know. Being a lady, she thought of that right away, and she was concerned. And, and I had talked to a lot of different people before I even posted it and trying to weigh out the benefits of posting it against the, the, the problems of posting it. 
Well, I talked to programmers too, and, and crime syndicates could easily get a programmer to write something like this. And you'd have teams set up in different parts of the city. And this program, you could literally write a program that would text the criminal saying, you know, case 37, and they'd have a master list, right? Say mm -hmm. case 37 is now out, and, you know, they look on their master list, set about. They've already cased the place. They pre-qualified the targets ahead of time. You follow all your targets with one created Twitter account and set up an API to that account. Boom, you're done. Well, you know, if, if, if you were the first to think of this, then maybe it would have been irresponsible to put it out. But you're, I mean, come on, seriously, this is 2010. You're certainly not the first person to think about doing this, although you are certainly, I think, I've never seen such detail in yeah, uh, there's this a site, how this there's two sites, down post. Yeah, there was two sites that, that were like robbed me and stuff like that. But all those were based on is you actually had to know the person who was tweeting. So meaning you got to know where Joe Schmo lives, and when he tweets he's not home, you can go to his place and have a party. It was kind of So they weren't really taking it to the level of going having a program that would go to the white pages, cross-reference with LinkedIn, so on and so on, and create very usable um, uh, sets of data for organized crime or someone like this. And, and, and if it's not happening already, like Phant Ralph, Phantom Master, he said to me right away, he was like, I'm sure crimes or syndicates already figured this out. So if they're not already doing it, I'm sure someone will be in short order. So it's it's got to be addressed. It's something that people really need to talk about and get out there. Like, hello, come on. So how can you see uh, somebody who's who's very much into using Foursquare, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, and you know, we're, we're becoming more open. We love sharing where we are with each other, um, especially in our industry where we all travel frequently and see each other in strange different cities and. I love letting people know when I come into a new town because I want my friends to come meet me somewhere. How can I use these applications and not leave myself at risk? Research yourself with the same formula. Can you can you find your own home address on, on any of the, the white page sites? Can you find your home address essentially anywhere? You know what I mean? If there's no cross-reference, it takes that step out, which is doesn't make it profitable. You, you want to pre-qualify your targets. But if I know where you live and I can go to Google Maps, see your house, or I have criminals in that town that are going to say, that's a shitty part of town, you, you know, we're not going to go there. You, you, you essentially need a couple of things. Make sure you're not, if you're, you've got public information out there, you might want to watch it. You, um, there's not a lot of, you know, it's Foursquare that's the problem. Maybe don't hook up your Foursquare to your Twitter. I don't know. Um, but it, it, I don't think these days you have to make sure that you don't have as you, 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 it's like being a link spammer. You want to be the guy under the radar. So you want to make sure you have the least amount of information. So if this is happening, they'll pick someone else. <laughs> you know, in the, in the olden days, uh, read 15 plus years ago, um, criminals used to send a, uh, tickets to a ball game, tickets to a movie or to a play, uh, telling the recipient that they'd won it at a, uh, at an event or some some event or another, or just for being of good character in their community, so you'd know the person wasn't home, and you'd rob the place while they were out enjoying the play. Now it's so much easier and cheaper for criminals. Um, you've only chosen a couple of applications to write about, but you know there's far more out there that that criminals can pick up information out of uh, basically out of the clouds about you, me, and anyone they they want to target. Uh, one of which being Google. Is this just a problem with, with uh, applications like Foursquare forcing people to be far more wide open? Or is this like wider ranging than, than, than even your article, which was incredibly in-depth, might, might suggest? 
Yeah, obviously the the four square thing just makes it easier in, in terms of, of targeting someone when they're not actually home. Like I said, you know, I mean, you could even have the program watching for behavioral things. Are they going to the same place? So, but in general, online, sure, there's tons of stuff that people are leaving out there that they have no idea. I guess it's just an ignorance of the technology. I, I'm not. It's it's what it is, you know. We live in technology. We live in search. We build the internet. You know, we're all ex programmers, a lot of us, and so we see it in those terms. But the average person really doesn't. They just kind of pick it up, and their friends are using it, and so they get into it. So I, I would assume this this becomes the region of the privacy advocate groups. You know, they're the ones who really need to pick up on it, or mainstream media, or somebody. You know, you know the, the awareness needs to be greater. It's it's the same as saying, you know. There's, there, you know, we. I, I got an automated phone call from my school the other day, and I'm in a small town, like 1,500 people. And it was saying that some guy had been driving around in a car, and he'd been talking to kids and this and that, right? So the the systemic parts of society need to be better, meaning the media, the the government, the law enforcement. They need to be making people more aware. Like, why don't people smoke anymore? Because the awareness of cancer. So it, it's just an, a more of a deeper awareness of the internet itself. People need. I think that's the best protection: is education, right? Well, absolutely, and 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 we did open this show, and as you opened your post, referring to social Darwinism, and uh, as Optic and Ken are are riffing back and forth on in the chat room, it's cosmic justice spinning the herd, the stupid, the stupid. It is. Well, that's why the title, you know, it hadn't a different title originally, and then I just was sitting there thinking, I said, well, yeah, this is just Darwin at work, isn't it? You know, really. <laughs> you know, you, you so, always, you always could just turn the uh, tables on the criminals like Fadikin would in the chat room. Announce that you're going to the store, and then just sort of hang out in the bushes out front of your house, waiting to jump on them. Well, yeah. One person said one of the comments I think was putting on my social profiles: "Have shotgun, have pit bull, have you know." <laughs> 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 I was like, "Yes, yes, that bad." I talked to a few European people, actually UK people, and they were saying that there actually are cases in the states now where insurance companies look at people's social activity and the rates are higher, or they won't even insure them. So really? apparently, th yeah, this is apparently something that I'm, I haven't, once again, as a good you know uh, writer, I haven't uh, clear, I haven't checked the information, but I've heard from at least two people that that was the case. So apparently, something's going on that at least even. <laughs> Forget law enforcement, but the insurance companies are sure picking up on it. <laughs> that is, uh, I, 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 you know, I hadn't even considered that angle. And that's one of the things that, that software developers, any developer out there listening, either live or uh, in podcast format, think about this for a second. You might have a really cool application, but every application, everything that we do, has implications on other facets of our lives or... Um, you know, if I choose to turn left instead of turning right while while going for a random walk, I'm going to have a totally different experience. Well, the same thing happens with, like, social media applications. If you choose to give people unlimited freedom about to, 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 to discuss their lives and, and you, you give them the impetus to put their personal information into your system, you cannot guard it. Something is going to happen with it. And, and the developers aren't even thinking of this. But mind you, they, they, they shouldn't have to. We, the people, should be thinking of this. Yeah, the guy who cracked the atom probably wasn't thinking about killing a couple hundred thousand people. You know what I mean? Um, so, it, 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 in, like you said, inventions are going to be, the onus is on the society. 
it's on us and how it's used and what we accept and don't accept it to be used for. So it goes back to the whole thing of educating the public and people need to think about these things and know about them because, but yeah, Foursquare is tough. Like, you know, they're probably programming geeks and they're social people. They didn't think of someone using a Twitter search to profile something or to create, to be the impetus for some sort of program like this. You know, just takes a search key to come along and start using a few Boolean operators and all of a sudden, oh, look at that, <laughs> you know. Well, I, and I actually, I really appreciated the way that your your piece. Um, and I got to throw, I'm going to throw the link into the chat room again. I did it at the beginning of the show. I'm about to throw it in again. And friends, if you get a chance, read this. The level of detail that David's thrown into this is is amazing. And he opens with one that we've known about forever. Um, how how to use uh, Boolean operators on on Google or on Bing or on even on Yahoo to get you know documents that you're not actually supposed to see. Um, and to quote the uh, link that, that David put up, um, you do a search for something that reads, in quotes, not for distribution, confidential file type, colon, PDF. Geez, I wonder, huh? Well, let's see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click this link. Dude, I found stuff from police. I found stuff from police stations doing that. I found a lot of very strange things doing that. Variants of that. There's far more. Once again, I don't like to put everything I know out there because they're really not. There's not a lot of good uses for them. They're used for evil. So, <laughs> it's from the hacking community. They used to. They they use it when they find your WordPress blogs. They use it when they find whatever CMS you have that might be crackable. Um, and they have automated programs finding them seed lists of places to hack. Right. Well, I just did a search on Google Canada, um, not, not on Google USA, but on Google Can on Google.com, on Google.ca. I've got confidential documents from the city of Halifax. Actually, I got a, a couple of them, friends. <laughs> Boundary Institute. Uh, a couple of unions, NAFSA.org, whatever, whatever that might be. And interestingly, IBM.com. Right, and if you were looking to, you could take that further and put like a in URL colon uh, dot gov, and you'd only get do, you'd only get government documents back, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The more you add booleans, the the more refined you can find, start finding things, right? And so this information is out there. You think you're, uh, you know, you think you're keeping it confidential by uh, putting it in PDF format and just distributing it to your internal, uh, you know, to, to your internal team, but you've put it up on your server. On your web server, and you don't and, block it with the robots. Google will find it. Yeah, it has to. It's it's designed to. And again, this comes down to educating educating the uh, the population, educating the people who use the internet. And what's maddening, especially in that in the city of Halifax and the IBM uh, examples that, that I just did uh, found through my quick Google search, these are experienced webmasters. They wouldn't have those jobs if they weren't. Right, and but social so SEO people are useless, right? SEO is dead, right? <laughs> but only SEOs think like this, you know what I mean? The program, you're often webmasters, programmers don't, you know. So once again, the, the, your search geeks are we are the ones that can find we find things. That's what we do. There was actually a program called uh, I don't remember the name of it. I'll have to find it later and I'll put it in the chat room. But there's actually a hackers have a program that's pre-filled with all these different types of uh, Google dorks, mostly for hacking stuff. You know what I mean? And it like for finding passwords that are on, like if people have less of passwords unprotected, all kinds of things. Like I have another one I could show you in two seconds that I can find AW stats 
open all over the place. You can actually find the AW stats, put your keyword in, and actually do market research on your competitors that have left their uh, AW stats open to Google. So I can actually see what their traffic are, what terms they're getting traffic for and stuff like that. <laughs> and it's wide open. I know it's yeah. just absolutely incredible. David, I have to ask you to stick around for a few minutes. we got to go to break. We're yep. um, actually rounding out the hour a lot faster than I thought we would. So do you mind sticking around for a couple minutes while we, while we Not play some at all. Not Friends, at all. listen to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. We're talking a little bit of uh, social Darwinism on the Internet. Stay tuned. We're going to be concluding in about two or three minutes. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. FriendFinder. FriendFinder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With, with FriendFinder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Hi, this is Joel Kahn. I want to take a moment to tell you about a revolutionary new theme for WordPress that's going to change the way you make websites. It's called the Socrates theme, and it is the number one WordPress product on ClickBank. You can see it in action right now at SocratesTheme.com. The Socrates theme has a ton of options for customizing your site, but what really makes it stand out is the ability to monetize your site instantly just by entering your ClickBank or AdSense IDs right inside the theme. That's right, there's no plugins needed. Go check it out now at SocratesTheme.com. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOFox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOFox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOFox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEOFox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at SEOFox.com. That's SEOFox.com. Market Edge with Larry Weber, Tuesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, and on demand inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. <laughs> Welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Uh, that 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 hack you heard was not from me. And you know what? These hacks you're hearing about are not from us. We're just talking about them. Want to make sure that uh, the various acronymous security services who I know are listening in, uh, dudes, we don't actually do this. We're just telling people how to protect their asses from it. And um, you know, one of the ways we were talking about with government documents that are put up on a web server that you don't want the world to see. Simple. It's called robots text. Yeah, I'll put it behind something password protected. Put it behind something password protected, even better. Because there's bots that don't obey the protocol, you know what I mean? Obviously, you won't find it through Google, but things, people could still find it. You really should be HT access protected and behind, you know, a login. 
Yeah. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. Although, you know, the truth is that's probably just not going to happen, and it, it might even be practical for a bunch of bureaucrats who need to remember yet another password. Um, you know what? Don't put it up on an open web server. Put it up yeah. on an internet server. Exactly. <laughs> it's amazing. Amazing. That's why they call them dorks? That's why it's Google dorking because you know the the hacking community just called them dorks. You know, uh, I put some links up just now in in the chat room to uh, Johnny's. Uh, database of different ones so people can go and play around with them it's a good exercise for any search geek because you actually learn how to find stuff quicker on the internet anyways so. this is former hacker john Lo johnny long right yeah yeah he's um he's smart guy well and, and now he's uh, an employed security expert yeah don't they all become that better money than uh, that's well less risk <laughs> you know less less money less risk but uh it's something something you're proud to tell your mom about too yeah so, what are you going to be doing with uh, with this information? Are you trying to? I take don't know. We've uh, I've gotten yeah, I've gotten some leads on some people that uh, know some law enforcement people that they're going to get me in touch with. I've uh, talked to USA Today. I got Media Post put something out on it for me. Uh, Lori Sullivan and uh, pretty much screaming from the mountaintops. I, I had to go big or go home. That's kind of why I contacted you. I I was very. I was on the verge of tears a few times, you know, hitting the hitting the you know publish button. It was very difficult. I was literally shaking a bit, and I was very upset and concerned that, you know, this this is just dangerous to put out there because if not enough people, if if more criminals find out than normal people, then I I've not done my job well. So I'm just trying to reach out to everywhere and anything I can that it gets out there. Have you um, tried to get a hold of the guys at Foursquare? I haven't actually yet because I didn't figure they'd be too happy and I'd probably get the PR line on it, you know. I so no, if anyone knows anyone out there, hey, I'm welcome to talk to them. And I'll and tell you like, up. go ahead. Uh, uh, well, I figure if 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 Foursquare gives you the uh, PR line on this, you got another blog post. Yeah, I guess, and that, but that's not the goal of it, you know. I, I'm I'm we have enough people pining for attention in this business. Um. It, no, 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 no. I wasn't suggesting oh, that. I wasn't suggesting that. That's okay, why. I thought you meant link bait. I was thinking I'm, a, I'm an SEO. Okay. <laughs> I'd start to get link bait. I'm like, no, no, I can't do that. No, no, no. That, that was, but, but if they choose not to pay attention to a problem that they are so. Or to a, to a, to a, to a hacker, they're just enabling, just giving it away. Yeah, you know, they, they got to be concerned about this. Responsibly, I, I yeah, I I will certainly fire off an email to whatever I can find after the show and see what happens. But yeah, I you know, I it's so much their business model though. You know, how do they operate without it? I don't know. It's and, well, you know, unless they, unless you turn it into like Facebook, where only people who um, are followers that you've allowed to follow you can actually see your updates or something like that. You know? Yeah, it's pretty. It, it is tough. You're right. It, it runs against their. Uh, Again, basically against whatever business model they have. Although, you know, that might actually be good for them to make them change a little bit because they don't really got much of a business model, do they? <laughs> That's good money if you can get it, I guess. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I looked at me, it a few times. I went, geez, I'm not that interested. You know, I just, Foursquare doesn't work for me. But after I saw what was going on with it, I just, you know, I even talked to a Googler, Googler during all this, eh? Because, I, you know, I, I was using Google Maps a bit too, and even the Googler said publish this. You know, I, that was that was probably one of the final blows to it. That when I talked to him, he said, 
you know, just go with it, Dave. This is probably accessible stuff and people need to know about it and the risk they have out there. So, No, absolutely. Um, again, this goes back to what I guess the whole theme of our conversation has been. Yeah. Internet users need to learn the environment they're working in. If not, yeah. this, this is not just like the real world. It's very much like the real world, absolutely. And you have all those real world creeps hanging around. I think, it, I think it's up to people like you as well, though, because how fast does government or law enforcement agencies react to, the, to, to new technologies? Traditionally, not very quickly. So it's the media and the people like yourself that that, that need to actually be the, the, the forerunners, in my mind, at least. You know what I mean? I, I think well, the, the bureaucracy of getting it out there is going to take way too long. Well, that's why I did a 180 turn in my show plan today when the when you contacted me, what, like an hour before the show? <laughs> um, I did a 180 turn and it's like, okay, David's in. We got to get this out there like now. Um, and I'm, I'm yeah. very pleased you did. As a matter of fact, um, this is something that I think should be on, you know, even in conference schedules. Because it's amazing how many of us, the very well-educated internet users, make the same yeah. mistakes one of the people we picked as our target in the post uh, you know her linkedin profile said manager of social media for some bloody pr company or something she's the manager and she's making these kind of faux pas you know it's like ooh, <laughs> you people need to be paying attention because if savvy so-called savvy people like that aren't catching it then it definitely needs to be discussed so you know social media security i guess would be a good conference topic Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I want to shift gears a little bit. We've only got a couple seconds left, and I'd be very remiss um, if I didn't mention the uh, the other blog that you're involved, one of the other blogs you're involved oh. with, I've had you on before, SEO Bullshit. How's that project going? Um, good. We had a nice pub PSA over there a couple of weeks ago. Um, um, because someone had come to me with with a, a hacking thing, it was it was hilarious. I got to eat my own shoe leather that day. The very <laughs> day, the, the very day before that, I some these security companies were talking about black hat SEO, and they were showing examples of guys that were hacking sites and putting you know you, you know those ones put the fake uh, antivirus up there and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was I was saying no, that's a hacker. That's not an SEO. So the very next day, or within short reason, short time frame, someone had come to me with their WordPress blog had been hacked, and it was very interesting. These guys weren't bad. I talked to a black hat. He said, "Ah, that's two years old. We're doing better now." <laughs> I was like, "Very good guy." Anyways, um, so yeah, they they had hacked in, put all these hidden links, and the only way this guy found it was um through Webmaster Tools. So, anyways, we unraveled that whole thing. So, yeah, the, the bullshit blog's been going well. Um, Marty Weintraub was on there. You know, he came to me one day, Dave, I got some stuff to get off my chest. So, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going exactly as predicted. Uh, no one wants to link to it because, you know, it's got all the foul language and everything. So, no, we don't get a lot of links, but it's, you know, it's doing fine. We get more comments than anything. And it's it's still, it's just SEO, uh, I, I call it S SEO... Uh, a group therapy, you know, people go there and they, they spout about things and everyone gets into discussions and considering how much, com you know, comments on the on, on blogs died about a year and a half ago with the rise of social, you know, conversations got segmented and everyone disappeared and so I'm just happy that, you know, that place gets more comments than my own blog, which, you know, kind of frustrating. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, when, when I announced you were coming on the show, immediately 
in our, 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 our chat room lights up and Optic writes, best SEO blog equals seobullshit.com. So, yeah, well, <laughs> hey, it's, 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 I don't even, once again, I don't even agree with some things that go up there, but that's not my, my job. It's, it's just let people put it out there and then everyone can just argue it out in the comments and hopefully something, everyone learns a bit about each other's side of the argument, you know. The yeah, you're you're clearly the effort is clearly appreciated by the community, and um, you know this is two things that I personally want to thank you for today. Um, SEO bullshit is a great blog. I get huge enjoyment out of it, and yeah, I will write for it eventually. I promise. I promise. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the post you did on uh, uh, at the fire ho fire horse trail. Um, social yeah, for the record, by the way. Huoma, Huoma, Huo is China. It started. It was just a place where I was putting my own little thoughts five years ago. And Huo is fire, uh, Ma is horse, and it's just my Chinese astrological symbol. I know it's just the world's greatest, but I wasn't expecting that anyone to ever read the damn thing or to ever be where I am. I mean, I'm just writing stuff, and so once it got to a certain level of authority, I just was like stuck with it, <laughs> you know. So I think. Uh... I think you've worked yourself into being stuck with it for a little while longer. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> okay, I so, just yeah, got. And we just had. I had to put this thing out there. You know, it was just troubling. It was a very tough weekend for me last weekend. As I, the more I found on these people, the more trouble I became. You know what I mean? Like it was very troubling. And 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 I talked to programmers and how it easy it would be to set up a system that would text criminals. And you know we. I said to the person who talked to me about a law enforcement, I said, listen, you want, you have them contact me, I will have someone write the program and show them how it works so they can keep it to be able to do better cyber threat, you know? It's just incredibly dangerous. Okay, this is, uh, we're getting the hook from studio. We have Affiliate Marketing Insider coming up after us. I just got the message from Brasco that we got to wrap up. So, David, thank you for your time today. Thank you for that post. I got some law enforcement people who will be calling you. And, um... Brother, it's been great talking to you again. Friends, you've been listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedge from Marketing Media. Uh, Dave Davies will be joining us again next week, but I'm afraid I got to go right now. Bye. USA Radio News. I'm Hope Duggar. British Lieutenant General Nick Parker is assuming command of NATO forces in Afghanistan after the ouster of General Stanley McChrystal. President Obama has chosen General David Petraeus to take over permanently, but his appointment must be confirmed by the Senate. At least 80 NATO troops have died in the country so far this month. The most recent were four British soldiers killed in a vehicle accident in Helmand Province yesterday. Senator John McCain is echoing the U.S. allies, including Afghanistan, who are expressing confidence in General David Petraeus and his ability to lead the Afghan war effort, but the Arizona Republican says there's a problem with the war strategy. He says it's a mistake to announce a